in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady and joining me today as always is uh, mortgage broker extraordinaire and uh, actually one of the top brokers in Canada and a good friend of mine, Jonathan Tilger. Jonathan, how are you today, sir? I am always awesome when I'm speaking with you, Jeff. How about yourself? <laughs> You're a terrible liar. I am pretty awesome today. Thank you, sir. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. The sun is shining. I don't care if it's cold as long as the sun's shining. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So this is an interesting topic today because for me, this conjures up um, images of Sunday afternoon uh, advertisements, you know, when uh, my grandparents would be watching Matlock kind of uh, visions for me of the reverse mortgage. You'd hear those reverse home mortgages and they're all for seniors. And I never got a good feeling from them. However, some of the information you have shared with me has definitely opened up my mind to the possibility that this could be a really good thing for people. So do you want to talk about reverse mortgages? Yeah, well, let, let, let's just start, obviously, well, what is a reverse mortgage? I mean, as you said, seniors is tends to be the major category who would use a reverse mortgage. It's essentially <clears throat> spend uh, someone spends many years building up equity in their house as they reach retirement age. Uh, they've got, I mean, as, as the saying goes, uh, asset rich, cash poor. So they've got this house worth a million dollars, 500,000, whatever the number is. But when they look at their bank statements, they're like, they're, they've got minimal income coming through, through some sort of pension, be it CPP, be it maybe some small work pension um, and potentially a few other investments. But they're saying, well, how can I, where else, what other assets do I have? And the, the house is often their biggest asset. So the reverse mortgage gives them an option where they can essentially use that house, use the equity they've built up in the house over many years to give them the cash flow that they, that they really need to have to enjoy the lifestyle they want while they're, as they're retired. So I got a whole bunch of questions around that, obviously, because that's a very generalized statement. Uh, but would it be fair to say that you could sort of liken a reverse mortgage to, um, you know, the, the, the change of your regular mortgage over to a reverse mortgage would sort of be like an RSP over to a Lira? Uh, if you want to look at it that way, I guess you could, yes. You, you could liken them. I mean, obviously, yep. they're totally different things, but that's kind of what you're talking about is switching over something you've been saving uh, and building for, for many years into an income producing asset that allows you to increase your income. That's correct. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm not far off on that analogy. Don't look at me like that. Uh, <laughs> don't forget we're on zoom. I can see you while we're doing this. <laughs> um, so when does it have to be paid back? Generally well, speaking, does it have to be paid back because if it's your money, Explain that part, would you? Yeah, so so with the reverse mortgage and it's in its the structure of most reverse mortgages is there is no payments required on it, and the only time it would need to be paid back would be one of two things: you sell the house, or you're no longer with us on the planet. Okay, so it really it's not it's not tied to your original mortgage in any way. It's not tied to. Um, what you've built up over the price of that original mortgage. It's just strictly tied to the equity that is in the property today. That's right. Now, what if you have an existing mortgage on the house? 
Well, what, what they're going to do is, is they've got certain formulas they use essentially based on your age, life expectancy, and all these things. They're saying, well, if you are, say, 60 years old and you're applying for this product, they'll only give you maximum 35% loan to value. If you're 75, they're going to go up maybe maybe 45, 50%. So based on your age and life expectancy, because they obviously don't want to be in a situation where because there's no payments, the interest is building up, that that the size of the mortgage becomes larger than the value of the house. So they say, well, based on these criteria, we're willing to give you this loan to value or this amount of money. So if you've got an existing mortgage, if it's 35% and you currently own 25%, they could get maximum 10% out of the house value. Okay, I see what you're saying. So if you still owe, your loan to value is gonna be pretty low the younger you are and the older you get, the easier it is because they don't want you to get into a bad credit situation. Exactly. Well, they don't want to get get into a negative equity situation or yeah. close to that situation. Yeah, that, 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 that's a better way to say it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's very interesting. Um, what, uh, what kind of rates could people expect on a, a reverse mortgage? Is it similar to a, a regular home mortgage? They are usually a little bit higher. They're, they're not outrageous, but they are usually a little bit higher. Uh, probably probably a percent or two above what the market rates are for normal mortgages. Mm-hmm. So, what if somebody, let's say they uh, they they started using this, thinking they would die in their home, and they lived longer than they thought they would. So they've decided to downsize. They're going to sell the place and maybe get a condo in Florida or something. Of course, not right now because kind of crazy down there, but. Um, would they be able to, let's say they bought of equal value, would they be able to transfer that reverse mortgage over to a new property? Um, I'd say, I'd say potentially. I mean, if you, you like my favorite answer, depends. Um, <laughs> if, 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 For a second there, I thought I might've stumped you. <laughs> uh, but it, it, you'd have to look at the criteria on, I mean, number one, if it's a condo versus a house that the lender could adjust and say, well, based on the condo, we're going to drop 5% off the maximum we're going to go with the loan to value. Obviously, it's got to be in a comparable area. I just mean, if they're moving from Toronto to Florida, that obviously would not work because you've got yeah. completely different. But if they're saying, hey, I'm just going to buy a condo in Toronto versus, versus the house in Mississauga, then definitely, yeah, could it can certainly certainly be looked at portability is is a feature that can be there now what about fees that come along with that are there like sign up fees are there breakage fees how's that work uh there is a set term so so generally speaking there's a set term with this if you break if you break the term then yes there would be a breakage fee uh you'll have i mean just standard i'll say standard fees as far as getting a mortgage registered uh typically you're gonna have a legal fee and uh, and an appraisal fee What's that? Uh, what ballpark? What that might run somebody on a refinance uh, legal probably eight hundred to a thousand dollars appraisal about three fifty to five hundred. Oh, okay, so it's still pretty minimal. Now, when you said there's there's a, a usually a set term, how long is that term? They're usually three to five years. Oh, okay, so you would have to renew every three to five years on a reverse mortgage. Exactly. Yes. Oh, well, there's something I had absolutely no idea. About. And, 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 and so then as you renew, then obviously, I mean, the, the big thing with the renewal is more, uh, is the rate still in line or does the rate need to adjust based on what's happening in the market? Yeah, that's fair. Now, 
let's go back to what I originally said. I remember seeing a lot of infomercials for these back in the day, especially when I was like probably a teenager and they'd be running basically advertising to old folks running in that programming time slot. And they really seemed to be a shady thing to me back then. Is there an element of that in the industry still? Um, it again, depends or on was there ever, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I can't speak on was there ever as with everything. There always, there always is some degree that can be there. Uh, but dealing with a, 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 a very, I'll just say a good mortgage broker is probably your first step talking to somebody who understands these things. And also I'll just say understands alternatives that might be out there. Um, and as is often the case, when someone looks at this, it's usually, well, I'm retired, I have no other option. Often the times is as you're approaching retirement and you're saying, here's something I should consider, you can get some products set up that would be far more favorable to you uh, to give you more flexibility, one being one being just set, setting up a line of credit on your house. That still gives you the flexibility. You can pull out money as you need to, uh, but you can pull it out as you need to in with, with a reverse mortgage. Hey, I, I need to get $100,000 over the next three years. All right, well, I got to take out the full 100000 today. I'm being paying interest on the full 100000 Well, with a line of credit, I need 100000 over three years. Okay, well, how much do I need this month? $3,000. All right, I take out the $3,000. That's all I'm paying on interest today. So, but this is something that would need to be set up while there still is some income in the household um, or there, there are some options potentially afterwards, but the easiest time is before retirement. As you're approaching that age, before retirement, look at the options then because there's a lot more available while you're still working. So <laughs> here's a, a kind of an interesting thing is dealing with the mindset and emotions around um, living mortgage-free that a lot of folks, uh, I would say a generation ahead of you and I um, have held very true. You know, they just don't want to have those payments and they don't want to have to think about that stuff. What would you say to folks like that if they're living on say a, a fixed income from a pension and maybe CPP? Uh, really it's, you've got to look at your situation and saying, yeah, it, it's great to be mortgage-free. Don't, don't let me ever say it's a bad thing. Uh, but you've got to look and say, well, if that's where the majority of your wealth is stored, um, I mean, the, the saying, you, you can't take it with you. So, <laughs> so are you penalizing your life so you can keep this wealth there that ultimately, I mean, yeah, fine. I, I, I say it's great that you're saying you want kids to have it and everything else like that, but I'm of the mindset with kids going... I look and say, my, my job, I've, I've got a young son. My job with my son is really for the next 15 years, getting him to the point where he can take care of himself. And yeah, I, I want to be able to, there to help him out, be able to jump in and do things. And that's another, as we say, that's another scenario where sometimes will, someone will look at the reverse mortgage because they want to help out a, uh, uh, a child, a grandchild, buy a, help them get into the market, help pay for school, whatever else. These are different options that are there. Um, but But ultimately it's, Great to have this wonderful asset, but if it's doing nothing for you, is it truly an asset or is it just something that is it just the house or is it something that is a house, but also can can be used to give you 
be it lifestyle, uh, be it, as I said, help, helping somebody of a younger generation today, as opposed to, hey, it's there for them one day, 20 years from now when, uh, when I do pass, pass away. Might it be better to look, are there things you could do for them today that could set them up so that way in 20 years, they don't even need that money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think you touched on something that's really important there. Um, we just don't know how long we have. So if you've earned it and worked your tail off all your life, you might as well use it to enjoy your lifestyle and set yourself up and, you know, treat yourself once in a while. I a hundred percent agree with that. I'm, I've definitely seen that in my life, you know, having uh, uh, parents who've passed away and, and scrimped and scrounged and saved for many, many years. And they never really got to enjoy that retirement. Game on, brother. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely love that uh, that that sentiment. So, could you use this in conjunction, obviously, then with a line of credit? You kind of touched on on where I was going to ask, but can you set up a separate component to it? No, it's really it, it's really the line of credit is a different different component. Uh, but there are some line. But as I said, if you set up the line of credit and you set it up earlier, you've got the flexibility where you can use that equity. Uh, but you can really use it as you see. Uh, but no, it, it's not. It's not a line of credit plus. Is it's really hey, we got one thing registered on your house. That's so. It's either one or the other. And does it have to be in first position? It would have to be in first position. Okay, even if they had their own uh, mortgage on the house. Like uh, let's, you- let's say you went to TD and TD had like a 20 percent uh, mortgage still to be paid, and they wanted a fifteen percent uh, um, reverse mortgage. Would TD preempt themselves or no, they, 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 the- they, they would generally come in the, the reverse mortgage company would want to look and say, Hey, we're going to take out the, the TD mortgage. So they're paid out completely. Ah. So your mortgage would not be this plus this. I mean, the advantage is you no longer have any payments that you had with TD, uh, but it would be a new, a new just taken on as a first position. Okay. And then of course, you know, regular breakage fees and stuff might apply. So you have to be careful with your, uh, with your existing mortgage when that happens. Exactly the case. So what else would you like to say about this, Jonathan? Because you, you really answered all of my questions. Is there anything you want to expound upon or, or do you think we've said enough today? <laughs> really the main thing is uh, if, if you're, particularly I said, in that retirement age, um, if you're approaching the retirement age, it's good to have conversations to find out your options if, if the equity in your house is part of your retirement plan. It's better to look at it prior to you actually retiring. Now, if you're in that retirement age um, and it's something you'd like to consider just to give you some options to see what's available to, to give you some additional cash flow, then, uh, then reach out, uh, reach out to your mortgage broker, have a conversation and just find out what's there. But, but as with everything, educate yourself on it first. So you understand, you understand all these things we talked about, understand where the rate lies, understand what the term you've got to be in, what the breakage fees are, all those things. Because there's nothing worse that I hate than see, well, I, I set this up six months ago. Now suddenly things have changed. And, and now what you thought was a good plan is costing you like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 more than you thought because you got to break the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's probably the, the last super important thing that you said there was do it, you know, start thinking about it before you need it. Exactly. Uh, you, you've said that about um, setting up loans for businesses and private mortgages and everything else. Like if you're thinking about retirement and it's going to happen in the next year or two, 
then it's a good idea to have a conversation with not a mortgage broker. Come on, let's plug yourself, Jonathan, have a conversation with you. Of course, and, yes. <laughs> and get the math done right so that it happens, you know, when that that income does decrease, because typically it does when somebody retires, unless they've done well with investments, um, that you're set up and you don't really notice that change because you, you've done your homework and, and pre-planned. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan. As always, I appreciate your time. And of course, the wealth of knowledge that you supply me with, because I did not know half that stuff about reverse mortgages. So I even feel better for having had this conversation today. Thank you so much. How can people get a hold of you, Jonathan? Um, well, uh, what, what is it? My email? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll work. An email is good. <laughs> Jonathan at a mortgage plan.com. You can reach me there. Of course, the website is a mortgage plan.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you want to get hold of Jonathan, give him a shout at Jonathan at a mortgage plan.com. And uh, you can also shoot us an email at Jonathan at ipincome.com. If you like this podcast, make sure you get the download of the book at investmentpropertyincomebook.com. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Eady. Thank you so much, Jonathan Tilger, for your time. Have a fantastic day, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeff.